you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. It's Tuesday, December 6th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCourty, a Super Bowl champion who knows all too well the kinds of magic Tom Brady can pull off on a Monday night football game. I'm a Brady believer through and through. My oh. only Super Bowl, my only successful season, Tom Brady was at the helm. Don't limit it to just that. It's mm-hmm. not just about the rings. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot about the rings. <laughs> <A lot of laughs> <It is. laughs> that was unbelievable. It really was. Um, we start today with the lead block and Saints Buccaneers, my yeah. friends. So Let's we get do, to it. do it. 17 to 16, the Bucks win to get to 500 in a game that was very ugly, very slow, and then got really crazy in the last few minutes afterwards. Tom Brady was asked about it. That game-winning TD, how'd you like that one, TB? Just like we drew it up. <laughs> Just like we drew it up. Tom, can you talk about that last play to Rashad? Were you trying to get him in, in for that particular play? What did you see on that matchup? Yeah, it was great. Uh, great route by Rashad, great catch. Uh, Byrett made a great call. So, it was, you know, we thought we threw the touchdown. I didn't see the... The one we hit to Chris, and then uh, I thought I threw it in about a quarter of a second. I was like, how's there a hole? I told her, how's there a hole? I threw, I caught it and threw it. And they put us back on, I think, the 15, and then still found a way. So it was a, uh, you know, great team win. I'm loving these prepared answers that Brady has when he arrives at the press conference. Uh, let's take a look at the NFC playoff picture. Week 13 is in the books. The Bucks are back at 500, still atop the NFC South. Okay, and they have the four seed. They'll take on the three-seeded 49ers next week. 
And the Eagles and Vikings still look great atop their respective divisions and the NFC. Last night, guys, though, if you went to bed, it was 16-3, and you just really thought, man, Tom Brady, how could this be happening? Yeah. He hasn't played terribly, but he just can't win a game. And then the fourth quarter comeback happens. What would you make of that game for the Bucks last night, Peter? Um, I'm torn this morning because yeah. I watched the entire thing. I'm from Bleary-Eyed. I, I was up the entire night watching this thing. And I'm torn because is it a miraculous Bucks win or is it a historic, colossal Saints loss? Saints mm. were horrendous in so many ways down the stretch. Oh, Play calling, decision making, mm. strangely running out of bounds on a third and mm. on, a, on a second and eight to give them a third and one. Throwing on third and one, but then punting on fourth and one. Jason's going to get into a little bit of that stuff. Let's give Brady his due, because not a lot of quarterbacks can do what he's done. And in back-to-back games at Raymond James Stadium, Brady has now had game-winning touchdown passes with less than 10 seconds. Did it against the Rams way back when, if you remember. That was the last time they played at Raymond James. Mm. He had the touchdown pass, of course, uh, to to Kate Otten in Week 9. And then three seconds left last night, he finds Rashad White to make it happen. You're never done with Brady. This is the latest in a game, latest in a game, with just – Three seconds left, he's ever scored a game-winning touchdown. In all his game-winning drives, he's never scored a touchdown to win the game with less time on the clock. He was marvelous when it mattered most. For 58 minutes, the Bucs looked rudderless. They looked like they weren't trying to necessarily uh, be that playoff team. They were just kind of hemming and hawing and letting it go. And the Saints looked like they were doing everything they could in their power to win. With less than two minutes left to go, the Saints had one of the all-time collapses, both on offense and defense, Mm -hmm. in game management. Brady gets the win. Miraculous as always. There might be no player in the history of the sport I would rather have mm-hmm. have the ball. But what happened in New Orleans might also be the storyline this morning. Yeah, without a doubt. You look at Brady and just the Bucks in general. They open that game up. They go 16 plays, 72 yards, kick a field goal. From that point on, it's five punts, an interception, a fumble. And we saw Brady as frustrated as he's been probably this season since slamming the surface yeah. on the sideline. He got over there and he's going off on his teammates. We see all the motions after this was a, after a long throw where he missed, I think it was Mike Evans. He missed Julio on one. So early on in the game, you could just sense the frustration from the Bucks offense. And all of that was because how well that Saints defense was playing. They were shutting him down. They were getting after him. They were tight in coverage. And this was kind of the, the climax of it all. Brady on the sideline just going off. Eli said on the Manning cast, he's yelling, I am not happy. <laughs> Exactly, those words to a point. Eli would know. But when you have Tom Brady like that, you have to take advantage of it. And time after time, we watched the Saints offense last night, third downs coming up short, not being able to pick up the first, forcing themselves to have to kick a field goal, not putting touchdowns on the board, miscues that you're talking about. Mark Ingram right here, second down and eight. He's one yard away from the first down marker. And Mark Ingram, he's a veteran, he knows. After the game, he apologized for that play, knowing that he should have stayed in bounds and picked up the first down. But it's like a little too late. And they had these guys. And for the Saints, this was an opportunity to keep their playoff hopes alive, beating Tampa Bay, because that division is so weak. And then obviously we saw the Taysom Hill drop. So late in the game, they weren't able to make the plays on offense to put them away. And early in the game, as they had Tampa Bay Bucks struggling on offense, they couldn't capitalize by putting any in the end zone. We saw Olave drop one on third down. Landry drop one. It was time after time, just failed opportunities. You're a great defensive player, which you were. Your team is stopping the Bucks over and over again. Yeah. Third and one, 
you pass the ball in a running situation, and then on fourth and one, you punt the ball back. Uh. What's your reaction to the coach, and what's your reaction to the rest of the team? Like, what, what, what else can I do? Oh, those guys are on the sideline, and they're all sitting there like, what the? Mm. Because you're watching this, and you're going out there, and you're dominating, as the Saints have done Tom Brady since he got to Tampa. And it's just like, guys, come on. Pick up the first down. Run the clock out. Do something. And time after time, they just didn't do it. It's extremely, extremely frustrating as a It's got to be. What a weird season. I, I think for Tampa, it's ugly, slow, sluggish, putrid win. Yeah. And listen, I, I think this is a special case with Tampa against, against New Orleans. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. Guys, this was a terrible-looking win. Who cares? The last two times that New Orleans has come to Raymond James, they have a 38-3 win and a 9-0 win. So, like, three points and zero points. There's something that infects the Brady offense, that, especially for some reason when they come to Florida. It's been terrible. Mm. So, then Brady's case, look, we got the win. Who cares? I have to throw to Kay Dotton and Rashad White for some reason into the, the game. 17-16. We're 6-6. Six and six. We've won three out of four. Like, I... I I don't. Th- I look at the Saints games differently for Brady than any other game in the schedule. There is a special type of game. It's almost like how the Chiefs now are looking at the Bengals game. Like we got to beat these guys. I don't care if it's one to nothing or a hundred to nothing. Get the win and just move the hell on. Tampa Bay is a very strange team. Very strange. We can't figure them out. They're a first place team. Here's the deal. They're six and six. Can you finish three and two? If you do, you're getting a home playoff game. I really think nine and eight is going to win that division and go back to that same exact stadium where they definitely will not be playing the Saints. Ugly game, forgettable game, will never be remembered on the Brady uh, demo reel. Yeah. <laughs> a win against the team that comes in and slaps them around, survive in advance. That's all they need to do, Jamie. Why does it have to be like this? Why does it have to take 58 minutes of, what did you call Peter, rudderless football? Yeah, no rudder. No rudder. And it, 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 a pirate it ship. feels like it's going to take 58 minutes of their season, 98% of it, before they have this figured out. And even if they do, Kyle, even yep. if they host a home playoff game... This team still plays 0% convincingly to tell mm-hmm. me that they are going to be some dominating January experience at home. The only time I feel like I was truly convinced, like, oh, here we go. Here comes the Tom Brady experience. Yeah. Let's see Allianz Serena again because it was a beautiful oh, yeah, time in good. Munich, Germany. And Germany. frankly, it was a historic moment. And, and now in hindsight, I realize what Tom Brady did. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm Tom Brady. I am the GOAT. I think he really embraces that. I'm going to rise to this occasion. I'm going to give the people what they want in Germany. The 78,000 people, 3 million people try to get tickets to see me play. I'm going to give the people what they want. In fact, I'm going to give them something so much so I'm going to line up at wide receiver twice. Right. I'm going to fall down trying to catch a ball from Leonard Fournette. It was everything that you could have wanted in the Tom Brady experience that included a win in Munich, Germany. And I really thought that the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks, go on a bye, and there was this aha moment for the Buccaneers that they were going to come back and be a totally second half of the season team. And then it didn't happen. And now we're back on this Monday night football experience where, seriously, 16-3. to And I was like, Tom Brady is the quarterback of this team? It's been mind-boggling. It's so frustrating how a team like that can just take a two-minute offense and not apply it from like a mental fortitude standpoint and have mm-hmm. Brady just tell everybody, listen, just play your entire game like it's a two-minute offense and we'll have this thing figured out. Because at this point, that is the only time the Buccaneers play well was with some urgency. We mm-hmm. may see that. We may see some more no-huddle, some hurry-up, some mm-hmm. Brady calling at the line. It we is like see. a great deodorant, though. It covers up what was a stink of a game. Yeah. Yes. Like when you come out, so, like they won, and then you seem hugging Leftwich. But yeah. if you didn't watch the first 58 minutes, yeah. it, is, it was wild how bad their offense was. You're 16-3, and you're like, I think maybe Sam Darnold might be playing a playoff game this yeah. year. We, yes. we, somebody has to win this thing. Right. But he came back, snapped his fingers, and Did he won it. it. And he still got six weeks before the playoffs. Yeah. Like, they still have time. Just make oh. it to the dance. I know. That's what I'm saying. Punch that card, baby. Punch you know. it. All right. Uh, Tom Pellicero, he's going to join us now. Yeah. 
with the topic uh, du jour. No, topic of every day for the rest of our lifetime. Odell Beckham. What is happening? (laughs) What did he do with his time in Dallas? Well, Jamie, Odell Beckham Jr. is in Dallas for his highly anticipated visit with the Cowboys, which is a fact that was difficult to miss if you were on social media. He was in the Dallas building yesterday going through the medical phase, which, of course, is really important for Odell coming off of that torn ACL. Last night, he was at the Dallas Mavericks game, sitting courtside with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. The paparazzi was out today. Odell will be back in the building actually talking about football stuff, meeting with coaches and others. There is that medical piece, also a financial piece with getting a deal done with Odell Beckham Jr. We will see if it comes together for the Cowboys after what seems like months of recruitment. He has also visited the Giants and the Bills as that decision gets near. Meanwhile, Beckham's former Browns teammate Baker Mayfield released by the Carolina Panthers on Monday after Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker had moved forward as the top two quarterbacks on Carolina's depth chart. Carolina wanted to do right by Mayfield, who had been a good teammate with the Panthers. Now he will find out where he's headed this afternoon on waivers. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan downplayed the possibility that Mayfield potentially could be headed to San Francisco after Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, saying that Shanahan has always been a Mayfield fan, but I like where we're at right now with rookie seventh-round pick Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and newly signed Josh Johnson on the depth chart. It might all be a moot point because the 49ers are currently 24th on the waiver priority list. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, unlikely to play This week against the Steelers, according to Coach John Harbaugh, who referred to Lamar as week-to-week because of that knee injury that he suffered last weekend. Harbaugh said it's not impossible that Jackson could play against Pittsburgh, but it'll be much more likely after this week and in the weeks to come. For now, Snoop Huntley in line to get the start in a big game for the Ravens against the Steelers. with the 49ers they have the three seed after winning a huge game on Sunday but they lost their starting quarterback along the way Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy now uh, will be their starter he wasn't that game but how do they move forward he performed well off the bench Sunday and yesterday he was asked about Baker Mayfield well Kyle Shanahan was and he said he's always been a fan but I feel pretty good with where we're at right now how do we feel about where the 49ers are at right now should they sign a Baker Mayfield despite being Mm -hmm. so far down the waiver wire Jason I don't think so, and here's my reason why. Baker Mayfield has been a good quarterback, okay, decent quarterback, first overall pick, but you're coming to a team now multiple weeks in, going to try to learn a brand-new system, have to build chemistry with your teammates, with your receivers. It's just too much to do at this point in the season. And on top of that, so far this year, Baker Mayfield hasn't been great. There's no reason for San Francisco to believe, like, all right, we're going to get Baker in here, and he's going to be the one to get us to the Super Bowl. Six starts this year, six touchdowns, six interceptions. I don't think that's the stat line or what he's shown them while in Carolina enough to say, hey, we need this guy on our team and in our locker room. He was in a situation in Carolina where he was traded for, was set up for him to start, get the keys to the program and be able to take off. It hasn't happened. P.J. Walker became the starter. Now Sam Darnold is back. He's healthy. He's the starter. And they've 
granted his wishes to release him, which even goes on to show that Carolina's not even afraid that this guy could sign somewhere and that they'll have to play him later on in the season. To me, I look at Baker Mayfield, a team like the L.A. Rams will make a lot more sense for him to sign there because they're a team, their season right now is kind of lost. Stafford's injured. They have two guys right now that they're not the future for them. So you get a guy in like Baker Mayfield, he gets an opportunity to play and show what he can do. So for me, that would make more sense to him going to San Francisco. And there's a history there. When uh, Sean McVay was flying to the Combine the year Baker was in the draft, they were on a Southwest flight, I'm not kidding, and Baker sat next to McVay, and I remember McVay getting off the plane, we were talking, and he was basically like, I'll never be able to get to draft this guy, but I liked Baker Mayfield. He was pretty cool. And I'm like, all right, that's interesting. The Texans have the first waiver wire thing. Now, technically, the Texans, they could... Texans probably don't want to win a bunch of no, games. No, no, no. Don't like, mess it up. The Bears are the second one. They don't no. need a quarterback. They got it. Broncos, they could, but what's the point? No, no. And, you know, their pick goes to Seattle anyway. Rams are the fourth pick. I, I, I think the Rams would make a lot of sense. But let's go back to the Niners thing. Let's go back. The case for Brock Purdy. All right, here's the case for Brock Purdy. He's been there yep. since April. He's been there since April. He knows the system. He's operating. Played well last week. Does Baker Mayfield getting dropped into a new system right now do the Niners any better? I don't know about that. And I go back to a very specific team, one of my favorite teams of all time. The, not the 99 Rams, the 99 Buccaneers. 99 Buccaneers had a great defense, an all-time great defense. They had Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Mm. He goes down with an injury in week 13. Eric Zier was the backup. He goes down with an injury. They put in Sean King, a rookie out of Tulane. Sean King goes in and wins enough games and leads them to the playoffs and they get to the NFC Championship game and they're a Bert Emanuel play short and a Ricky Prohl dream catch short of going to the Super Bowl. I think Brock Purdy could be this year's Sean King. And I know that sounds like such a good morning football statement for me. I'm with you, Peter. <laughs> Brock Purdy could be this year's Sean King. All right, <laughs> go and check your Google and go look up the history. We notes. need a big font that. You I need like a big it. font I that. I hear you what you're putting down. But that's what it could be. We're not asking for you to come in and be Peyton Manning. We're mm-hmm. not asking for you to come in and be Tom Brady. I'm, I'm asking you to come in and be Sean King. Run the offense, do enough, and let the defense dictate things and get us to where we need to be. I like the Sean King. Mm-hmm. What if in that particular year, though, I'm just going to spitball this, the 99 Bucks could have signed Jake Plummer? Just a name I yeah. thought of. And Sean King didn't get him to the Super Bowl. And they had that good of a defense, and they didn't get there. Short of the Super Bowl for this year's Niners is a failure. It is. Let's just – a quick perspective on Baker Mayfield. 23 months ago, Baker Mayfield was in Arrowhead Stadium in the second round of the playoffs going back and forth with the Chiefs in a weird game with a strange fumble at the pylon that got away from the Browns. They waxed the Steelers, they were ready for the Chiefs, and they lost the game. That was 23 months ago. The following season, the Browns started 3-1. He badly injured his shoulder, making a tackle, and was never the same player for the rest of the year. We know what happened to Sean Watson. They leave. This year he shows up in Carolina. It's a mess. The coach gets fired. It is a whole concoction, a whole gumbo of junk, and it just did not work out. I think he is crazy talented still. I think he has one of the biggest arms in the league. I would do it, and I would do it, and I know it's not practical, and maybe it's not prudent, and all the points about time frame, it's really late in the year. Mm-hmm. But, man, roll the dice. You're going to go with the Purdy kid? Like, you're just going to die on that hill because you like him and he's been with you and we drafted him in the seventh round and we believed in him and we saw him at the combine. Like, that's, I feel like they're, they're going to lose in the divisional card round or the wild card. And I'm like, man, 
what if we had just taken a shot on a bigger talent, on a more experienced guy? And again, if you want to get in the football of it, Baker played his best football surrounded Chubb and Hunts, and he's got he's got Garrett and Njoku. Like the, the Niners have that in threefold. Like they are a loaded deal in which Baker step in there, hang out for a few weeks, and then listen, even if you're back up to Purdy for a while, we'll sign you. Maybe Purdy does go on to be great, and Baker never plays. Well, we took a shot. Yeah. And we had the last guy in the draft, and we brought in the first guy in the draft. And we're trying to hit a home run here. Yeah. We are not going to hit a double. We're not interested in getting on base. We want to hit one 500 feet. I don't think Brock Purdy has 500-foot talent. I think Baker Mayfield does. It could blow up in their face, but they took a shot. And I'm a take-a-shot type of guy. They are 24th on the waiver wire order, meaning – or 28th, I'm sorry. They may not get them. Meaning – Out of their hands. All these other teams. Do you think he lasts, though? Do you think Baker, do you think there's another team that's like, I need Baker? I've looked down the whole list. He's $1.3 million for five more weeks, and you're getting uh, Baker Mayfield, who's just, you know, third string on Carolina and yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. I think the only team that makes sense is the spite pick of the Rams mm-hmm. that to do the, the Sun Tzu thing and say, like, we don't even really want Baker. We just want to make sure you don't get Baker. Mm-hmm. We don't make sure you don't go on some dream Super Bowl run with the guy we could have had. But I looked at the rest of the list. Like, I don't see someone's like, let's definitely bring Baker Mayfield today into our building unless the Rams do it to block them. Mm-hmm. Do you really think the Baker Mayfield experience from this season in Carolina was it had nothing to do with his talent? or Sure. Or oh, no, it did. Like, it was so a then- perfect storm. So, so then how do you think that it would just be justifiably different just because of the talent that's in San Francisco? Much better coach, much better team, yeah. just much better everything than in the situation. Situation is definitely yeah. better. Listen, like, what are we talking about all year? Look at Geno Smith in Seattle. Yeah. He was written off. He sucked. He's in the Jets nowhere. Right place, right coach, right weapons. He looks like the MVP for two months. Daniel like, Jones it, it happens. To a tongue of Valo. It happens. Yeah. And I'm saying it will. It could, though. I want to give Brock Purdy a chance. And frankly, I just don't think that there's going to be opportunity for Baker Mayfield. I think I think the spite between Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan is just heavy enough that mm-hmm. I think the Rams go out and get him. <laughs> That'd be just, funny. It would be funny. And frankly, I don't think, you know, I, the Rams aren't laughing right now. So I think that's something to at least hold over their heads. And if they can make themselves look a little bit better in the in down the stretch and Maybe there's something there with Baker Mayfield for himself, but like I just don't see it happening all the way down to the San Francisco 49ers. Furthermore, what did we say about Purdy's combine footage and the analysis that he got off of the draft? It was uh, throwing to certain parts of the field is mm-hmm. off limits mm-hmm. and throw the ball. And it's a chore. It's and a it's chore, a chore to throw the ball. And then Jason McCourty had this unbelievable comeback yesterday that was like, Kind of sounds like the way the 49ers run their offense. Why can't he be the perfect fit? I'm Hell interested to see would Baker want to be a backup quarterback, though, to finish it's not out the, the season. not Baker anymore. No doubt about it. What I'm saying is it, a, somewhere. is it a good situation if San Fran brings him in, a team that's winning, mm. to be the backup? Is that a positive situation versus a Josh Johnson who's a veteran who's fired up to yeah. be a backup and mentor the yeah. guy in front? Listen, Baker's a couple months from being an FS1 calling a game in the Mountain West. You know, like it's, if they can take a job, right? You know, it could be that way soon. Or he wins a Super Bowl with the 49ers. You know, big difference. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Back on Good Morning Football with a dominating win over the Jaguars in Week 13. The Lions have now won four out of their last five games, and they've got the 10-2 and two Vikings on Sunday. Here's what Dan Campbell had to say about his team's recent success. Look, I don't read everything, but I told you, I get, I get head up with things. And so I know at one point I was going to get fired, you know, and now I'm not. And so I know how all this works. And the reality is, man, we're five and seven. We got five to go here. And, uh, man, this is a big five-game stretch for us. And, I, and we're getting better. And that's all, that's really all it is right now. Man, the Lions are still very much in this fight with only five games left to play. They are right squarely on the bubble, but the commanders are streaking as well. Mm, Mm -hmm. That'll be good in the hunt, truly in the hunt. Guys, five win teams, let's take that across the board, do you think could make a true playoff run, Peter? There was a team that was 2-7 and that we were burying and saying their coach should be fired, who's now rattled off three straight wins and has as much offensive talent on the roster as maybe any team in the NFL. The Las Vegas Raiders are hot, Come on. and they're hot again. Come on. This last year, they went on one of these runs. If you remember last year, Rich Masaccio came in as the interim coach. Everyone buried him, and this was them last year. They rattled off four straight, including a week 18 win in dramatic fashion mm-hmm. on Sunday night over the Chargers, which got them into the playoffs. I love what we're seeing out of Derek Carr right now. I love what we're seeing out of Josh Jacobs. Devontae Adams is playing better than any wide receiver in football the last few weeks and their upcoming schedule they've got the Rams on Thursday night the Rams look like uh, the zombie Rams I don't even, I can't even recognize some of the players them. on the roster zombie Rams. Yep. they play the Patriots who we're going to have Matthew Judon in a bit are desperate for victories also but it's Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick one team losing games two in a row another team having won three in a row 
Then they got the Steelers, uh-huh. who are still playing with a rookie quarterback and a bunch of rookies. That's going to be on Christmas Eve. Uh, the Raiders, they caught fire maybe a little too late or maybe not not late enough. This is maybe how they're doing it. They're peaking at the right time. I'm all in on this Vegas run right here. All those dice, Peter. Especially when everybody was firing Josh McDaniels less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. They got that win, and I talked to Deron Harmon. There was some chatter going on between Keenan Allen and that secondary. He posted on Instagram, Keenan Allen at the grill, barbecue chicken. They won that game. You love to see those battles. Ooh. Yes, you love to see it. But well, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Kenny Pickett, the rookie quarterback, is at the helm. Hasn't had a turnover in the last four games, and he's improving each and every week. I know George Pickens was complaining on the sideline. He wasn't getting the ball. But my goodness, my goodness, when he does get the ball, it's a miraculous catch each and every week. <laughs> The Steelers are just fun to watch. 4-1 this season, three out of their last four with T.J. Watt playing. He is now back in the lineup, and they look like a different team. And then there's Mike Tomlin, 15 consecutive winning seasons. Hasn't had one with a losing record. Who doesn't want to see Pittsburgh turn this thing around so Tomlin can get back in the playoffs, we can get some more of those sound bites that he gives us that are so good each and every week. So for me, watching this Pittsburgh Steelers team, they're fun to watch. And then their next two games, Ravens-Panthers. Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Panthers are struggling right now with all the different QBs and are playing well on defense, but a great opportunity leading up to that Christmas Eve game against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That Christmas Eve game, like, could mean we a- wrote that off a month ago, like, that's a dog game, right? And now we've got Raiders, Steelers might have a playoff. Immaculate yeah. reception anniversary, 50-year <laughs> yes, anniversary. That could be really good. Uh, who's the hottest player in the league right now? It is not Joe Burrow. It is not Justin Jefferson. It is not Travis Kelsey. Bring it up. Bring it up, guys. The hottest player in the league is a, a rookie wide receiver from North Dakota State who plays for the Packers. There he is. That that is the list of eight touchdowns over four games by a rookie. Some decent players. And I love that we have the Mike Shanahan Broncos era on the right with Mike, Mike Anderson and Clinton Porter. Gail Sayers, Billy Kilmer, Edrin James, Christian Watson. Christian Watson is going to bring Aaron Rodgers back for another year. I'm telling you, he's like, I can't leave. He said this week, he said, if I stayed for Cal one more year, I would have played with Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn Lynch. I made the right decision, but it makes me think. Uh, they're off this week. They're not going to lose. Then they play the zombie Rams. And listen, everyone was saying, yeah, put, your, put Jordan Love out there against the Bears. It'd be a nice warm-up. The hell with that. You go out, you beat them. This guy's not dead, can't quit. There's air in his lungs, and he's got the hottest player in the league. Packers improbably running the table, Erdahl. I see your Packers, and I'm going to stay in the division. I'm going to go with the team that beat the Packers, and I'm going to go where we started the segment, in the Detroit Lions. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. man. Exactly, man. Um, man. Man. Uh, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, four out of the last five. And frankly, that Bills game, Mm -hmm. it was right there. Because realistically, the Lions have two really bad losses. The five other losses that they have at this point, besides those two, four-point games. Four-point games. They hang. They hang tough. There was a beginning of the season where it was like 48-45. Now, they had to shore a couple things up, I think, Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. But when their offense is playing great, they're really good. Jamal Williams is fantastic in the red zone. And I know a certain special motivator within the NFC North would be for them to withhold an opportunity for the Vikings to clinch the NFC North. I think there's more than that here. I think the commanders really clipped their wings last week when they tied the mm-hmm. Giants. I think that is going to be wildly <laughs> a huge implication fun. within the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Or the NFC East. What's going to happen in the NFC North? I think the Lions could sneak in from that in the hunt to wild card spot. What a segment this is. This is dreams come true. Yeah. Five-win team. It's awesome. Playoff I love push. it. Packers, uh, Packers, Raiders, Steelers, Lions. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Tuesdays, like always, we get we in or we out. Let's do some right here. Here's how it works. I'm going to say a statement. You guys tell me if you agree or you disagree. Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. Sure. Let's go. The Bengals took down the Chiefs on Sunday, 27-24. They go to 8-4. But Joe Burrow is now 3-0 mm-hmm. all-time against Patrick Mahomes. For whatever reason, the Chiefs seem to not be able to get the best of the Bengals. So my statement is this. The Chiefs would prefer to face the Bills in the playoffs Rather than the Bengals, mm. are we in or are we out? Jason McCourty, what do you say? What did we say yesterday? Joe Burrow is the robot. Josh Allen is the Yeti. Mm-hmm. You've never beaten the robot, so bring on the Yeti. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, like keep me as far away from Joe Burrow and those Bengals as possible. <laughs> 0-3 Mahomes against Burrow. And I know everybody says, hey, competitor, give me the best person. Give me the team I haven't beat. I want to pay them back. I want to know I want to make it to the Super Bowl, and I want to get my chance to win. So if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, no, I don't want any part of the Bengals for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There's a mental block. There's a physical block. They have not been able to climb that. 
that mountain. But the Buffalo Bills, they go back and forth. They've won their fair share of games against the Buffalo Bills. Bring on Josh Allen and Buffalo. Here, here, and I'm going to say something that James McCourty doesn't care about, which is I think home field advantage matters mm-hmm. in this answer. Uh, there is a time to change a narrative, and in the postseason, that is not it. So <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes wants to change the perception that is the reality that he cannot beat the Cincinnati Bengals, Try it again next regular season or the one after that. Don't do it in January. If you have to take on the Yeti, go ahead and mm. do that against Buffalo. Bring me the Bengals. Bring me their head on a Bring spike. I, I want blood. Okay. I want. First of all, on the practical reason, I think they would, if they if they go on the road, I think they'd rather go to Cincinnati than Buffalo. I don't think you want to go to Buffalo. The weather's worse, and they'll be a little bit more excited there. I think just because they haven't been there. Um, and I, I don't think it's so much about oh the matchup or Kelsey or Yvonne Miller. Which one? Mm-hmm. I just think like. They're going to be asked about this constantly, constantly. I think they're due, and I think it annoys them. And I think if you got into Mahomes' head right now, he was probably so pissed off about the whole Joe Burrow and Bengals thing. Bring them to me. I want them. That's the question. It's do you want to finally end the narrative and do it in dramatic fashion, or do you want to run the risk of, wait, this team actually does have a psychological edge over us? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great debate. And as things are filling out, it, it might actually end up being they have to go through both teams to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. Um, all right, Sunday there's another interesting game. There's a bunch. In the NFC North, the line. Lions are mm-hmm. one of the hottest teams in all of football right now. After a one and six start, they're five and seven in rolling. Let's take a look at the playoff picture right here. The Lions are alive in December, and we're excited to see it. There you go in the in the all important in the hunt column. They're a couple games back, but there's still plenty of football to be played. Here's the deal: they're playing the Vikings, who are all the way there at ten and two. All right, that's who they're playing this week. Mm-hmm. The Lions should be favorites over the Vikings this weekend. Are we in or are we out? Jason, we'll start with you. 100% out. Like, what is this? The Vikings are 10 and 2. They've won 10 games. <laughs> Why are we disrespecting them so much? I don't care how many points they've won by. I don't care in what fashion they've won the game. One score games, all this, that, and the third, all of these narratives. The Vikings have won. 10 games. Yes, I give the Lions credit. Five wins. They've gone on their winning streak. They're playing some good football. But Minnesota, 10 wins. New head coach. Kirk Cousins is making the plays late in the game. The defense is taking the ball away to win the game. Give them their credit. No way they should be underdogs versus 5-17. and 17. Minnesota should be a favorite to win this game. You and I are right there today, but I'm going to be a little bit more cruel. Great. This is a trash question. Mm-hmm. Uh Favorite? Seriously, the Lions? I respect them. I think it's been going well for you guys. But favorite? Favorite mm-hmm. over the Vikings? Seriously, I, I just want to take what Kyle or what Jason just said and put it on a platter. Ten wins? Seriously, Justin Jefferson is playing so spectacularly right now. Kirk Cousins, and frankly, that defense coming off the line. Jared Goff, like, and, and you know what? I'll, I'm going to tell the truth here. In our family group chat, mm-hmm. which is half Lions fans, half uh, Vikings fans, okay. my father-in-law said, hey, Sam, that's my husband, but Lions could be favored this weekend. Maybe you want to come over to the dark side. And <laughs> Sam said, sorry, Dad, uh, the Vikings aren't the Jaguars. Uh, mm. The Vikings need to be favored. And that's how it's going so far in my family this week as this team, these two teams prepare to I feel not that. favored. I feel that. I, I just don't think this goes far enough. Like, should the Houston Texans be favored against the Vikings right now, Peter? Are you into that? Should the Chicago Bears? Listen, don't do over there sitting over there with your Cheshire Cat grin. Get in the pool on this one. This is your question. I want to know your thoughts. Jamie called it a trash question. What do you think? We don't talk a lot of, uh, you know, game, all that sure. stuff there. Right. Objectively, right now, look anywhere. The Lions are favored over the Vikings. A five and seven. Is that happening? Real? Home. Yes. Over yes. the ten and two oh, Vikings. No, no, the yeah. Lions are favored. People don't buy the Vikings, and they certainly don't buy them on the road. Are they buy the Lions. Team. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, 
Lions have something going on right now. They beat the Packers at home. They blew out the Jaguars at home. I don't think it's the craziest thing. The win-loss thing is one thing, but who's playing better football at this moment? The conversation is absolutely, totally different if Allen to Diggs doesn't happen on Thanksgiving Day. Like They were beating Buffalo for most of the game and really looked the part. Then they're on a five-game win streak. Then they beat the Bills. One play beat them. I think think Detroit is definitely for real. I just can't get there. I don't really speak point spreads. I don't know it that well, but like I feel like if you were to ask me who's going to win this game, I would objectively. Pro- who do you think? I would probably say win? the Vikings will win by two points. Like, and I, that's just naturally how I feel. I think the Vikings are good. I do, and I love Detroit. But I hope Detroit wins. Fact, I don't care. Minnesota, I hope Detroit wins. Con- I like Detroit. Considering the losses these two teams had in the last month, like the Cowboys lost the Vikings is so much more brutal than the Vikings. Yeah, the that's true. The line, like that's. I think that's where this might be coming from. And it's the Vikings it's, have bounced back since that loss, though. Mm-hmm. They have. They won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, at home, though, can they trap? Be Buffalo Buffalo. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 